Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate, and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body, and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. Hi, I wanted to pop on. Welcome to this week's episode. First, a great big thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. I am truly grateful for your feedback and your rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. And secondly, welcome to this week's episode with Julie Leonard, life coach, happiness evangelist. I was drawn to Julie's title as soon as I met her, happiness evangelist. She's this calm, cool cucumber that is so solid in her values and what truly makes her happy, her priorities, that she is a happiness evangelist. I so enjoyed her conversation. She has more than 30 years experience working with women and negative mindsets, letting go of limiting beliefs of what's holding them back and helping them be proactive and truly intentionally choose happiness. We have a great conversation today. I hope you'll join us. She's also a best-selling author of this new book. Have you ordered it on Amazon? Intentional Happiness, The Life-Changing Guide to Being Happy and Staying Happy. And it's not just a book. It's also a guide and some cause for reflection as well. She's a mom. She calls herself an expat living in Germany. She fell in love with an Italian man that she met at a wedding in Romania. Um, It just sounds so great. She became a mom at age 43, and she launched her business when she was six months pregnant. She is a massive rock music concert-going fan. I think we are BFFs from across the ocean. Welcome to this week's episode of the happiness evangelist, Julie Leonard. Join our conversation As you can tell, we jump right in. Please join us. About being more intentional, that's what my my whole thing is about being intentionally happy. So how do you, how do you prioritize that when, you know, like I understand that, you know, hands up, you know, I might be a happiness evangelist, but I'm not happy all the time. You know, that how do we tackle that when we're in those situations and life gets really overwhelming? It's really important to be able to step back and yeah, and become really intentional with what you need and seeing the importance of that. There's there's always ways to find it, even in the hardest times. And Mm -hmm. we have to, but I think as women we often struggle to do that. We We do. we, We put everyone else's uh feelings and emotions and everything in front of us and priorities last and and we carry a lot of that burden as well I do believe that still it's Mm -hmm. women have to share much more than um, other people in the family a lot of mothers and and women do that so it's challenging times but it's it's time to also really reflect on what is important and seeing what is important in your life and what you do need in order to manage these things because uh, life is continually changing and evolving isn't it and uh, you really have to be able to focus on what you can control, not the things that you can't control right now. And it is hard because it's very uncontrolled. I mean, particularly if you're in, I would say even if like it's where, you're, where you're, everyone's tuning in from, but you know, like, you know, Canada and, and particularly in the US, like it's, it must really feel like a lot of things are really out of your control, particularly around the pandemic. So like, you've got to focus on what you can control and what you can control is how you take care of yourself. 
So there was a post on um, social media this morning and it sounds like she is not well, it, um, but her question to social media was, how do you help yourself when you're not, when you're under the weather? Like mm. she's a little bit sick. It doesn't sound like she has COVID. We don't have to jump to conclusions, but she's under the weather. And so she, she put out a note to social media. How, mm. how do I, any tips from the, you know, Facebook, from Instagram, any tips out there? What would be your recommendation for somebody who's having a bad day or feeling under the weather? And it's easy on a, today for me, it's a bright, sunny, gorgeous day. The kids are wearing shorts in November. Um, and it's easy to be intentional, to be happy, to have a smile, to go for a walk. But what about those other days? What would you say? First and foremost, what I would say is that it's absolutely okay not to be okay. And I think that's really important to give yourself permission that it's okay to have days where you don't feel okay, where you feel emotionally drained, overwhelmed, you want to put your head back under the covers, or you feel that physically, don't you? Um, in, in Scottish, we have a great word called hingy. It's like when you just feel like you're not, you're not really unwell, but you just don't feel right, you know? So you just, we say we feel hingy. That's what we yeah. say. But hey, it's, um, it. but do you know where you feel like you're just like fighting off something that you feel you could like get a cold, but you're just like fighting it. Yeah. And um, so I would say like, really like, it's okay not to be okay. We're not perfect. Nobody is perfect. We're human beings and we're all coping with these layers and layers of stuff right now. So much stress, so much anxiety. Um, your body's doing what it's meant to do. And I think it's really important to listen to your body. And I would really say that, like, tune in. And if you need a day to stop, that's what you need to do. If you need a week to stop or longer, whatever it is, but listen. Um, I think we really struggle to tune into what we really need. Um, depending on your upbringing, depending on where you grow up, many of us are told to just keep going, keep pushing through. You know, I come from the UK where like you don't bother the doctor unless really, you know, unless you've had a fever for like two weeks, don't come back, you don't see us, right, you know. Right. Like we're really told don't bother the doctor, you know. And so I think many of us are in this mindset of just got to keep going, keep going, keep going. And I think we have to stop, keep going and actually stop and pause and reflect and and really take time out to, to listen to ourselves and what we actually need and what are we doing. So if you're having a bad day like that, it's okay to have a bad day and just, you know, nurture yourself, pour into yourself for a change, you know, rather than pouring into everybody else. And I know there might be a battle guilt with that as well, because, you know, with that comes guilt, but we've got to learn to let go of that guilt and, and see how valid that is. This is something that's really coming out for me and getting stronger and stronger, more and more the work I do is like, we all know that stress is bad for us, don't we? You know, we know, we know logically stress isn't good. But if you really look into it, stress is really not good for you. And most of us are living in this constant, persistent level of stress that's Absolutely. having really detrimental effects on our health and will have very long-term effects on our health. And we've got to wake up to that. We've got to listen to that. We've got to really start doing something about it. It's serious. Well, sometimes um, right I would say sometimes we're so stressed that it's kind of our motivator to accomplish things. And it's also mm -hmm. our report card for those high achievers that are listening. I promise you that are <laughs> um, high achieving and they're accomplishing a lot. So the stress mm -hmm. and the motivation. And so by the time Saturday comes, they've accomplished so much. I think the, the trouble, what I'm, what I'm noticing is the trouble is there's all those stresses and all those achievements and the pandemic. And so it's hard to turn off your mind and rest at the end of the day. And like you said, nourish yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we do that. I don't know if we and know. It's like but stress, you know, levels of stress and having adrenaline and cortisol on our body is great in short bursts. It's amazing. Get stuff done. So it gives us that injection, pushes us forward, gives us momentum. It's fantastic. That's why the body does it. It's amazing. It makes us achieve stuff. You know, a little bit of adrenaline is fantastic, you know. Um, 
but our bodies aren't designed for that persistently and that's the problem there's a difference between you know you've got a deadline you've got a project to get in you know you you're pushing yourself out your comfort zone you've got to get a deadline done you know whatever it is that's great you know whatever that's wonderful yeah do it but it's we're not designed to live like that in a permanent state and when you're in that stress response that high level you'll find that the smallest thing is a trigger that just tips you over the edge so then you have a huge stress response to something that might not be as major if you're coming from quite low down in a good place and more in the relaxation response if something happens then you come up a bit but if you're already up here you know you're having a huge major response to something that might not be huge that's when people have meltdowns over small things you know Mm -hmm. um and just releasing that being in that focus being in that state of being when you're in hyper alert mode all the time and like you're living on that cortisol and adrenaline it's really bad for your heart it's bad for your blood pressure it's really bad for your immune system long term really a long term serious illnesses come out of that and so yeah absolutely i'm not saying don't have stress don't have any of that but everything in moderation isn't it you know yes we've really got to find ways of living and we've got to find ways to adapt now because yeah life goes on we've all got life stuff happening but then we've got this huge global pandemic going on too and so we've got to learn to adapt to that you know this is more long term than we imagined it would be from when it first appeared so you know this is a long game this is not a sprint it's a marathon right now so like you can't be in that you know we all started off like that didn't we, we did we did we, we were absolutely like, did got a great list i'm going to do millions of stuff i'm going to gut my house and decorate it and do a million things and then quickly realized absolutely we've got less time <laughs> life is even harder and uh, i'm not doing all those things so we have to be absolutely. quite realistic yeah. absolutely and in in short order we were um yeah in high alert we were trying to figure out work from home um, masks and safety protocols, um, social and physical distancing, like, but now who would have ever imagined for us, for me in in my life, it was March, it was Friday the 13th. -hmm. Um, and the kids were coming home for March break and it might've been a two or a three week March break. Well, really that was my line of sight, two or three, like high alert order groceries because grocery stores, we weren't sure about deliveries, and really my line of sight was three weeks, not till November. And, and there's so much like, this is why I'm so drawn to you around this happiness evangelist, because Mm -hmm. there is so it's heavy from what I can see, um, even others carrying it. And the negativity is so easy to share and to, to get into the, the negative headspace or the, yeah, I mean, as human beings, we are like, it really connects with that stress response. You know, we are as human beings designed to look for danger and to be alert for that. That's how we were set up in the beginning, you know? So it makes sense when we talk about, you know, cavemen and women of like, you know, here's a saber toothed tiger, let's be on hyper alert. Hmm, um, we're designed to look for danger. Hmm, I think we are. I think we're, we're programmed to look for like, you know, possible you know, danger or, you know, threats. And mm-hmm. now that translates as, you know, you know, the stress that we have now is like, these are things that are potential dangers. And so our brains look for those. And it's, of course, danger equals more negative things, doesn't it? So yes, we're it trained to look at for that, for those things that are potential stressors or dangers, you know, protecting our family right now. So we tune into those, which means you always look for danger. It's, it's an easier place to be. It's easier for our brains to really think of the negatives and the positives. And it's a very well-known fact that it takes five positives to outweigh one negative. So that's what the research tells us. So like, you know, if, if you have very negative thinking about like how you feel and someone goes, oh no, you look really beautiful. Kimberly, you look great today. But you know, you need five of them to outweigh your thought going, no, I don't think I'm looking really good today. You know, so like the power of negative is just much stronger. It gets a stronger hold for us than the positive. And there's a lot out there. There's a lot of misinformation, different information, and people are scared. And when there's fear, we have that and we focus on those negatives. But what I felt through this whole experience this year, and, and you know, being very honest, I'm in a, in a good 
place you know in the world and and where I am you know we haven't been hit personally as a family as greatly as other people so I really you know been transparent about that but I think the whole journey has a lot of it has to do with your your positive mindset or your mindset in this you know there's only so much that you can control and things that you can't control and there's a lot of what's going on out in that world that I can't control but I can control how I respond to it so you know when we we were in a week before you guys because we had some cases or a scare in our kindergarten here so um, we were down from the 6th of March and I didn't leave the house for 17 weeks so it was it was a it was a pretty long stretch but Yes. I just really sort of was like, okay, let's embrace this. I was quite glad for the break from the routine and the rush and everything. And there were things, you know, I, I couldn't change that. There was, of course, I had difficult days, days where I was really fed up, didn't know where it was going to end, days where I felt really anxious about it, you know, keeping my five-year-old happy for all that time. You and know, entertained. Challenges and entertained and like, you know, trying to keep working and, and balancing all of that and adapting. Because yes. again, like everyone, I had no clue what was going on. It was bizarre. No. But I was surrounded by so many of my friends who were just complaining all the time about how awful it was and how they, had to, they couldn't go anywhere. And, blah, blah. and I could see it in their kids. Their kids were really anxious and stuff. And I was like, it, it doesn't serve anything. I've got to look at the positives. What can I do within reason every day to embrace this and make the best of it? And, you know that's what we had to do and I think there's so much that you can control and research shows us this there's some amazing research out there about how much happiness is within your control like they kind of say like 50% is not within your control in terms of like it's like circumstances and you know life events etc and there's like well 10% is about circumstances in a sense 50% is genetics and then 40% is what you do have control over so within reason 50% at least of your happiness is in your control because you either you can control how you create the life that you want and that 10% of circumstance it's also about how you respond to that isn't it you can change the situation you change how you respond to it but even now there's a whole movement of epigenetics which is saying that actually even that 50% that's genetics you can change it's nothing is set, you know, that actually, and there's so much evidence about, you know, meditation, say, for example, which has been researched thousands of times, can actually change your DNA. You know, there's all this evidence with like meditation and uh, visualization that really affects the telomeres, which are the, the end caps of your DNA that start to shorten after you're 12 years old. And that's oh, where wow. you start, you know, they say that the telomeres are like, you know, like the ends of your shoelaces, those little plastic bits. Yes. So you can thread them through. It's a bit like the same. And after 12, they start to disintegrate, they start to free. And that's how you become unwell. And that's how you age as well. But there's been so much evidence, like with daily meditation, that actually not only do you stop them from shortening, you can lengthen them. And so you can really change, you know, your health. You can make huge changes in your health. And in the neural pathways, it's all about neuros and neuropsychology you know like neuroplasticity you know that you can actually train and form neural pathways so you can change that negative thinking into positive like I share all that I just jumped into all that I hope that was okay but But, you know like there's so there's so much that we can control and that's why I talk about being intentionally happy that yes there's circumstances and like I said already there's days it's okay not to be okay it's okay to struggle but there's also so much that you can do. And there's lots of things that are simple and straightforward yet powerful that allow us to take more control over our minds and over our thinking and over our health, you know, and all that stuff over and above all that. It's all quite anti-aging as well, which is great, you know, wow. so that's an extra bonus in there if you want to slow down your yeah. aging. I'm actually well, 74, can... can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> That's how positive I am. <laughs> that that's how much I meditate. <laughs> so but give happiness us some... does make you make you feel pretty good. So it does help. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that, sister. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. What tips would you have then? Because it it is interesting. Again, like I saw this post, right? Saying, mm-hmm. what would you do if you weren't feeling well? And she was, it was like she was reaching out to the universe to anybody who's reading this. 
I'm just, I'm down under the weather. And so, yeah, part of it is it's okay to be okay, but I love the, um, the neuroscience around yeah. <laughs> And really, I, I say this to my kids often. It's, I often say to them, it's mind over mind because it's, it's your mind that says, you know what, I'd rather just crawl back under the covers. And so we have mm-hmm. to say, I understand that you want to crawl back under the covers, but it's a beautiful day. I'm healthy. No, I can't go to the mall with my friends. No, I can't go to the park and play basketball because we can't, you know, we have to social distance, but you can say, so I'd rather just, you know, crawl under the covers, but you can say to your mind, I know you want to crawl under the covers, but we're going to go for a walk and you convince yourself. So it's mind over mind, I think Mm -hmm. is trying to talk yourself into it. Would that be one of the tips? What tips do you have for kind of changing our mindset, especially when we're juggling, there's so much going on. And at the end of the day, I haven't done one thing that I would like to do. Yeah, I know that feeling well. I think, I think you're, um, I think you're right, you know, and that mind over mind and all the work that I do, and I've been doing this for over 30 years now, I've been doing it a really long time, my whole life's passion and worked with thousands of women. The root of it is your thoughts. And at the end of the day, a thought is just a thought. It's just a thought. It's nothing more. It's just a thought. But they are so powerful. And it's the thought that triggers everything, that triggers the feelings, triggers the emotions, triggers those limiting beliefs, those judgments about ourselves. Behind everything, it's a thought that triggers it. So long term, what I really teach people and what I work on when I coach women is to really cultivate that curiosity to really recognize that thought that triggers everything because most of the time we're totally oblivious to it. It's just all this automatic thinking that we have. And so that's the work I do. But what I do and what I think is really powerful and what I found is one of the most powerful tools when you feel like that and I use it every day. And I really believe it's one of the reasons um, I've built up the resilience that I have is that I do self-compassion meditation. And why I say that one in relation to the question that you had and the woman who posted it is that when we're in that space, the inner self-talk we have is usually very negative and very critical. So that's why I started with it's okay not to be okay, because usually the first thing is like, but I should be doing something or I need to do this or I can't do that. Or we go to, you know, why can I not cope with things? I should be, you know, like, do you know, we just blah, blah. We go down that I line. Got, I got to so be honest. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's okay to be okay. But, but yeah. I'm really going to have to re-listen to the episode because that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay, it's okay to be okay. But really, what, what, because that's exactly it. There's that achiever in us, or maybe it's the guilt of, you know, having to multitask or not allowing ourselves. It's funny because if it was a girlfriend, I'd be saying, I'd look her in her eye, heart to heart and say, take the day. I would say, I'll take the kids or I'll go grocery shopping for you. or I'll stop and get you a Starbucks on the way. Or I would do that for her. Yeah. But you would ask her, what is it you need? And what can I do for you? And how would you say it? You would say it with like compassion. You would say it with kindness, with understanding, with a gentle tone. But if you really tune into how you talk to yourself most of the time it's in a really harsh way with words you would never utter to another human being you know um we taught ourselves so harshly so quickly with no compassion with no kindness and i know the people i work with they're some of the kindest people in the whole world you seem like you know this is so easy to talk to you a really kind person i can feel that but i bet some of your inner talk is not that nice and you would never say that to someone else if i said it to you you would not turn around and say those words that are in your head to Ever. me no you're like well no. you should go on with it come on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks you know you'd be so kind and so I really believe cultivating more self-kindness towards ourselves is critical particularly for women for everyone but I really feel I, I, I work with women and I feel it I think we're I don't know we carry so much guilt and so much perfectionism and so much responsibility and we struggle to really give ourselves the space and the kindness that we deserve as human beings that we afford to everybody else in our lives and to complete strangers at times 
and you know we really need to cultivate that and so it's it first of all it helps with that uh, reducing that negative self-talk it also helps cultivate a more positive self-talk um, and it helps you learn to do that thing that you do when you're struggling and you phone a friend and she goes I yeah, but do you know what, Kimberly? You've done a lot. Look what you did all week. You went to work, you raised the kids, you did this, there's a pandemic going on. I know you stayed up late four nights this week. No wonder you're exhausted. It's okay to take a day off. You go, okay, there's that, there's that evidence that I can justify, you know, relaxing today. And so sometimes when we can't do that, cultivating this self-compassion talk allows you to do that talk to yourself like your own best friend that conversation it's that other side of the story that we don't do when we're focused on the negative you know you only go so far in that conversation and yeah but where's the other side where's the other evidence you know we focus on what we're not doing rather than what we have done and what's okay for us to to do yeah I agree with you so it is our thoughts and being aware of the thoughts it is self kindness like you're saying and there's when you said responsibility that kind of rang in my head because I thought yeah you know we do have so much responsibility we have so many responsibilities in all different like pushing and pulling and all different and the 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 caution and and this is why I'm hoping this episodes of the overflow will reach people is around you know, what are we doing for ourselves? Because there is so much responsibility and maybe it's listening for And I would say we have so much responsibility and we're so tired at the end of the day, we're so exhausted. So maybe it's what you said, maybe we need to help ourselves, help other women see the evidence or help them sort of justify. If it was your girlfriend um, or your sister or if, or if she's saying that to you, your sister, or your girlfriend is saying to you, mm-hmm. you've, you've done a lot. Like, are we actually taking that in as self-kindness and saying, yeah, you know what? I did do a lot. I did keep it together this week and organize and multitask. And Are you really hearing it or are you going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then your head mm-hmm. going, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think we often, logically know things but we don't really hear stuff and we don't really take it deep inside no no and there's always this other battling inner dialogue that goes on or you can hear it for a while and then it slips because if you've got this continual running dialogue that can be critical or negative it gets louder you know so you've got to battle that all the time Mm -hmm. so you've got to change that in yourself as well so that you can hear it. So I would really say that, but also I would say that when, as human beings and as women, and we do have a lot of responsibility and we have a lot to do, I think it's really worth looking at what it is you're doing and it is all the things that you have to do. I think this is where I've come from in terms of that's what really triggered my intentional happiness work is that we're so busy and like we go through the day, go through the week, go through the month, you know, how, and I know this has been a long year for everyone, but hey, gosh, it's almost Christmas again. How did that happen? You know, like we start doing like, oh, I can't believe it's November. I can't believe it's nearly Christmas. It's nearly the end of the year, you know, and yes. um, this is what happens all the time. And my experience of working with people and of course with myself is that we often just get caught up in this hamster wheel of life and we go, 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 go. And really do we pause and think, am I doing the things that I want to be doing? Am I living the life that I really want to live? Am I attaining the goals that I want? Am I got the lifestyle? Is this how I want to live? And I don't think we do often enough. I know it's hard to do that. And this is what I'm all about is that you slow down and you reflect on what you're doing and you start to prioritize the things that are actually very important to you things that really, really matter, because I think we get caught up in so many things that aren't actually important, or they don't fit with our lifestyle anymore, or they don't bring us joy, or we do out of duty or loyalty. Um, We get caught doing stuff that isn't a good use of our time a lot Mm -hmm. of the time. And most people go, I don't have time. How many times do you hear that day? How many times do you utter that? I don't have time. I don't have time. 
we do have time. We've got 160 hours in the week. There's a lot of time, you know? Yes. It's, but how do you use that time? Like I do a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I, I, I run a business. I have a five-year-old. I'm an expat. I have no family here, no support. No one helps me. It's me and my husband and my child. I run a business. You know, it's busy. Life is busy. Uh, but it, I launched a book last month and I wrote it start to finish in four months. I found the space. I never thought I could do that. And I did do it. I wrote a book, became a bestseller. You know, I did it. And you can when you prioritize and you focus on the stuff that you really want and you really, it really makes you happy and it brings you joy and it's the life you want to lead, you can do it and you can find the time to do it. But so often we're caught up in the stuff that doesn't really matter or isn't taking us forward in the life we want to lead. I love that you are saying that we need to evaluate like what's making us busy like my favorite part is that you're saying, and I do this too. Like I evaluate. So I, I understand that you, you are a coach and guiding others and helping us through our <laughs> multitasking and trying to find the peace and the happiness through the, the grit and grind of the days. But I love my favorite part is that you very subtly slid that in that I'm doing this work too. Yeah. Yeah, it's what I believe. It's how I live my life. And yeah. I've not always done that. And and of course, I don't get it right every day because I'm human. No, sure. There's for totally sure. times where I'm like, oh, I've just got absolutely drowned in stuff or I feel really overwhelmed or this is tough. Today's hard, yes. you know, yes. that of course, but I've really learned. And I think it's years of going out and seeing people just existing and not mm-hmm. living mm-hmm. that's really driving me. Like, I spent 20 years going into women's homes when I worked in Scotland in mental health services and oh, wow. seeing people just existing. And in the eyes of mental health services, they were yes. fine and they were just not fine. They were not in hospital or not seeing the doctor, but they were just existing. And I think so often on the, on the surface, we look like everything's great. You know, we've got yes. the house, we've got the car, we've got the job, we've got the family, we've got the money, we've got the holidays. And yes. we're still really told that as long as you've got all those lovely things, you're happy. But people are not happy. They're not, people are generally not happy or certainly not as happy as they could be. They're not living their best lives and they're not waking up every day going, yes, <laughs> I can't wait to start the day. You know, they're not living their dreams and they're not moving forwards on it. And year after year, the days go by, the years go by and they're like, still haven't done what I want to do or I'm not living the way I want to live and I think it's so important and I would always ask people what do you want and they say I want to be happy and I'm like well what does that mean to you let's work on it and I really believe that kind of evolved into like me doing like goal setting courses for people they asked me to do that here and then I was like it feels like it's more than that not just setting goals but being so intentional about those goals like yes you know like if you know, if, if being with your family is what's important, you can't be at work for 14 hours a day, you know, or like if friends are really important, but you never reach out or spend time with them, then, well, they're not that important. You know, my clients say things all the time. I would hear them, I was listening to them and they're saying like, you know, here in Germany, we have these beautiful Christmas markets here, you know, not this year, but normally. And so many times people say, oh, I love going, but I don't have time. I won't get there this year. I'm like, well, why not? You know, like, oh, I love going to museums, but oh, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I never have time. Like, why not? What are you doing then instead? Like, I really think you have to focus down on what are the things that are important in terms of your values, in terms of how you want to live your life, what means the most to you. For some people, it is work. That's fine. Do that. Focus on that. But if it's like, you know, for me, family is important. My friends are really important. What I do as a business is really important. It's my passion. You can play tell. I don't shut up yes. about it. You know, music. I love. That's what makes me happy. I want to go to concerts and hear live music. That makes me happy. You know, reading makes me happy. Like, but then I've got to prioritize that. I can't do a million things. Those are the things that take priority, and anything else is a bonus. But that's what I focus on. Or when I wanted to write the book, you know, I didn't. I didn't get an extra ten hours in the day. I still had the same amount of time. Yes. So other things were put aside, and I focused on that to achieve that. Well, you know? wouldn't, so, wouldn't that be because you're so intentional, 
and you're, you're priority driven around, you know, what makes you happy, what fills you up because you're so intentional. Yes. Christmas is around the corner, but I can imagine you saying, yes, Christmas is around the corner where somebody else is saying, wow, like I haven't gotten anything accomplished that I had wanted to, or Mm -hmm. wow, I had so many big dreams. And I, you know, I thought I was going to write a book this year and I didn't, but what I hear from you is because you've chosen to be intentional, decided on what's your priority, you know, what, what are your values? Then you've truly, yeah, I'm busy, but I'm busy doing what I love. Yeah. I prioritize being busy on the things that I see as important in my life. And that's what takes precedence. That's what I focus on. If there's more time, then I can do other things, but I elevate the status of certain things to a priority level. And I really, you know, I value, you know, I evaluate that. So, so yeah, so I can't say, you know, I've got it, it's got to match up. My words and actions have got to match up. So if I say that friendships are really important to me, well, what am I doing? And I, I know there's times when I do get busy and, you know, I, I don't message people so much and I don't keep on top of that. But then I'm like, no, if like, for me, there's like, I've got to invest in my relationships here. I live in a, a city that's very transient. People move a lot. People I make friends with go. I have to invest a lot of time in that. But then it's like, well, if that's what's important to me and brings me a lot of happiness, because relationships and connection are one of the things that research shows us is uh, one of the most important factors to our happiness. And happy people, it's like one of those win-win situations. Happy people attract more people and having more people makes you happy. Do you know what I mean? So like, yes. it just builds each other. It's a cycle. It fires off. Yeah, so I would wonderful. love to be in that hamster wheel. That's the hamster <laughs> yeah, that's wheel the I would like to be in. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff you want to be in. Yes, totally. You know, so, so rather than saying, oh yeah, you know, I love spending time with friends. I'd like, to, or I'd like to spend more time with friends or being with friends is important, but never doing it. It's like, I do. So what does that mean? It means that I message people every day. I arrange to have a coffee with people. We invite people yes. for dinner, you know, like, that becomes a priority I invest in those relationships or you know if I want to spend time with my son that was a thing that really came out during the lockdown was I realized I spent a lot of time parenting but not really being a mom I don't know if that makes sense but do you know the come on let's go ready for bed let's have dinner let's do the homework you know and then during lockdown there was more time to like let's color together let's play together let's laugh together and so I need to make more time for that. That's a priority. I love that, that relationship with my son. You know, my relationship with my partner is important and we both work very hard and, you know, have our child and stuff. But if that's important, then I have to invest into that. So what does that mean? You know, it's like exercise makes you happy. If you love running, then make that a priority. I think we just, we're too vague on what we want and we don't intentionally work on it. And for me, this means slowing down, evaluating what's important, putting it in place and working on it consciously and deliberately every single day. Every single day I do something towards the things that are important to me. And it's entirely possible. And actually you're not working harder or doing more, you're working smarter, not harder. That's your formula for success. It's it's so lovely to, to talk to you. And it's so interesting how you give the tips so subtly, but they're huge tips. Like you very casually said, elevate the status. And I thought, wow, I don't know if she realizes the power of those <laughs> words, but I'm Thank just you. imagining, you know, my list, my to-do list, everything on my to-do list. And what I hear you saying is, pick out the ones that are really important and elevate their status. They don't just get one stroke on the to-do list. They are in bigger font. They're in bolder font. They're highlighted. They're raised to the top. They're the ones that, you know, I love that. Um, And I love that you're saying slow down and evaluate. So I do think that we, and you who's listening to this, I do think that she needs to slow down and evaluate. Like she is so busy and so doing everything for everybody else. If I could encourage you to, you know, slow down and evaluate. And I love that consciously choose, consciously choose to elevate the status, consciously to choose. And you're saying, do that every day. Every do day. something, even something small. I love this concept of no zero days. Basically, do something, no matter how small it is, towards your goal. 
you know, like when I wanted to write the book, even if I only wrote one word a day, sounds silly, but one word's better than zero, isn't it? One is better than none. No zero. You know? For all the achievers out there, they love that, Julie. No zero <laughs> days. But, you know, like if you say, you know, like for me, my, my, my biggest challenge is um, exercise. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. But, you know, rather than Do you like running? Up, Do you like no. running? No. Oh, no. when I run, I feel like I'm flying. I think I, I think I can get there eventually. I think there's a, there'll be a point when I do it and I'll be like, yeah, this is it. I've just yeah. never got there yet. But yeah, but you know, like there's that kind of concept. It was a, it was a Reddit user that came up with it. Unfortunately, it wasn't me. I'd love to claim this one, but I think it's one of the most powerful ones. And it's one of the sections in, in the book that I've written because, and it stands out. People always say this is what triggers, but you know, you know, he, he said like, you know, if you get to like, you know, 11.58 at night and you've not done anything, do one sit up, you know, write one line, yes. one page. Yes. You know, because one is better than nothing. Yes. You know, so like often we get really overwhelmed by things and many tasks have got huge things, you know, like right now I run a decluttering challenge at the moment in my group. This is, I've got a happiness club group, you know, and like, doesn't mean like you have to like empty your entire house out in one day, but you know, if you shred one bit of paper, if you, you know, move one pair of socks, if you do one toy out the way, if you put one magazine in the recycling, one is better than nothing. And yes, actually you don't continue just doing one every day because you get momentum, you get a snowball effect and it builds Absolutely. you up and it Absolutely. keeps you motivated. So, you know, if it's, yeah. And it feels ridiculous. Yeah. If my goal is to throw out one magazine, it does feel ridiculous that I did one and it's the achiever. I think I think it's the achiever in me that thinks, well, I did one. I can surely go through this pile and pick out more than one. But yeah, I agree but with you. you or yeah, one. You start with up. one and then you'll be like, okay, I'll right. Actually, I'll just go through that whole path. I've got five minutes, I'll do that. That's that's it done. right. Oh, that's right. I did that. I'm not looking at oh, that feels great. It gives you a little lift, doesn't it? Break things down into small steps and just do a little bit at a time, whatever it is, you know, send a message to one friend yes each day you know sometimes yes. I actually even plan it out that way it sounds like a bit you know I forced in a sense but you know like trying to keep up with everyone in business everyone back home in Scotland all the friends and family in Italy because my partner's Italian you know building friendships here and I'm on we're all on zoom just now we're all on the laptops all day yes. Yes. the last thing I want to do is like spend hours on messenger or whatever yes. and if I just do one per day one message per day you know that I'm keeping in touch with people like yes. break stuff down do small things but just do something every day so you're consciously working towards your goals so elevate the things that are important and then just do a little bit every day it's it. actually easier <laughs> do you know it's like yes, it's it actually because our heads are just packed your head's packed mine is you know we write those endless to-do lists of billions of stuff like if you clear that I really believe in decluttering a lot of stuff you declutter a lot of things and focus on the things that you really want to do. It's like work, isn't it? If you yes. clear all those emails and you just focus on those three projects you're working on, you 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 know you you do it better. You complete it. You get more satisfaction. Yes. And it's the same with life. Don't get caught up in all the other stuff that doesn't matter. Just focus on the stuff that's really important. Yes. And hopefully, that stuff is also what brings you joy, isn't it? Oh. Happiness. The nuggets, the nuggets. I just love them. So let's talk about this book. So um, I know it's best-selling intentional happiness, the life-changing guide to being happy and staying happy. So where can we get this book? Yeah. So you'll find it on Amazon. We will. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm on Amazon and actually um, right now you'll get it on Kindle for 99 cents. So absolute bargain uh, okay. or you get a paper copy if you're when uh, someone like me who still likes a good old-fashioned I paper am copy. I am for sure yeah, it's okay. there too and um I'm delighted I mean yeah I had to overcome a huge amount of limiting beliefs to get this written I had to work through a whole load of stuff to do this so I'm really proud of myself for doing it and for achieving uh, it and I'm proud um, of you too thank you and I've come a long way from the young, very shy, very introverted girl that went to study psychology at university, who now, I can't believe it, on Amazon.com, I'm 
on number two in existential psychology, right next to Victor, Victor Frankl. And I managed to bump Kierkegaard down to number three the other day. So wow, I'm like, <laughs> Kierkegaard. That's, that's, that. my, that's my screenshot at the moment. Like, wow, there I am sandwiched between these two guys. I'm like, I'll take that. So, wow. And I say it not to boast. I say it just because I'm just, I can't believe it. Well, but congratulations. Like, and and if this if is I 2020. Can it, anyone can do and- it, you know. <laughs> And if, if this is your 2020, like I can't imagine your 2021, your 2025, like if that's your 2020, you that's inspiring. Happen. But you know, like, you know, it wasn't easy. It was a long time coming. I really had to work through horrendous stuff to, to make it happen. It had a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of stuff that was implanted in my mind, but I did it. And the book is really um, based along the course that I created here in Munich live in person all about taking you step by step on the journey to how to be more intentional. So what we're talking about, how to actually make that happen. That's what I do. And now it's, I'm so excited. I'm going to launch it as an online course starting in January, 2021. So I'm opening that up now so that people can actually join me and go through those steps so that you can actually live that really intensely happy life so I'm really happy to coach people through that but the book also will take you step by step through it it's it's short I didn't waffle (laughs) I like to talk but I didn't waffle too much it's a very short book but it's absolutely packed with exercises and ways for you to put it into practice and it'll take you step by step to happiness so I'd love for you to to read it and yeah enjoy and put it into action so I love that it's a guidebook and that it will help us. So I think there's something about reading, but reading with a pen, like thinking about, you know, what it's offering and how I'm, and and that kind of takes us back to the slow down and evaluate. So it's Mm. not just about reading the book. It's also about evaluate, reflect. Yeah. I mean, you can read the book in, you could read the book in a couple of hours if you wanted to, but I would really say you might want to read in a couple of hours and then go back because in the course I do like a section every month. So, and in it, we're talking about like the no zero days and goal setting and visualization and um, all of those things that we've been talking about today, but it is, yeah, it'll tell you about it. It'll tell you the research, why it works and give you some examples of why it works. Yeah. There's actual the tools, the exercises that you do to make it happen. So It'll take you through that reflection period so that you can beautiful. really identify what it is that you truly want and make it happen. That's beautiful. And, uh, great results so far with the book and with the course. And so, yeah, it's just. Well, Julie, I am thrilled. I'm thrilled to meet you and I'm happy to promote your course mm, and the book. Thank you. Um, you referred to yourself when you were younger. So a question I often ask mm-hmm. is if you were to go back to your 20 year old self, Gosh, yeah. tap on her shoulder, or if you had, if you were, you know, in passing and there was a 20 year old and she said, like, what advice do you have for me? Do you have any words of wisdom you would mm, whisper in her ear? Great question. I think at a very personal level, if I went back and spoke to myself, I would tell myself, you're a beautiful person inside and out, because I didn't believe either of those for many, many years. And it was very debilitating. Wow. Uh, So I grew up with very, very strong limiting beliefs. I used to be very shy and introverted and anxious. (laughs) Hard to believe now, isn't it? But it's true. And, um, but I think what I would say to 20 year olds in general is and I would say to my 20 year old self is that it's okay to make mistakes and mistakes are part of success and not part of failure that wow. everything you do there's a lesson and everything is an experience you learn from all you grow from it all and you make decisions and you you do things at the place you're at in your life you know I look back now and you know I know those things that I'm embarrassed about or wish I'd done differently but that's who I was at the time that was, you know, that was the, the life, that was the, the thoughts I had, the, the knowledge, the experience, the beliefs that I had. And I made decisions based on those. And that's who I was. And that's how I grew as a person into who I am today. So I really don't, there's such a, a pressure to be perfect and not the fear of failure is so huge that getting things wrong is part of learning, isn't it? It's part of life. And 
usually end up with some pretty good stories around it as well, don't you? Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, and you know what I'm thinking as this podcast episode will release, it'll be November of 2020, fast approaching, you know, December right around the corner. And it's a beautiful kind of recap of the whole episode around you said that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes because that's part of our success, not our failure. And I do think that we, many of us will think, you know, 2020, we've been a failure, like we failed, like we haven't accomplished our goals or the things that we, who knew again, like that it was going to be three weeks or four weeks or four months and now six and seven months. Right. So I love that the whole episode turns around to maybe that is part of our success. So now that we're hearing these messages, I love this formula the caution to slow down, to, to be more intentional. Maybe that's just what we need to start off 2021 with that. I think it's a great way mind. to, you know, if you if you felt that 2020 has really been an awful year for you, because a lot of people feel that, I really respect that, then maybe this is a great exercise to do in order to say goodbye to 2020 and welcome. I also like, not just to say goodbye to it, like in a sort of a ritual way, but also to welcome in and say hello to 2021 and like how is that going to be different so mark it say goodbye glad it's done but how am I going to embrace 2021 how am I going to go into that that's going to be different and how do I want to welcome that year in and working through those and reflecting on those questions I think is a really great way to mark the end and the beginning of the next chapter whatever that may be but remember that chapter is within your control part of our success control yeah Yeah. not our failure wow well it's been so great we will update our show notes to show julieleonardcoaching.com instagram handle and your book on amazon we'll make sure that everybody's got that i do want to thank you a million for speaking to us across the ocean and definitely all the nuggets that you've shared are, are truly inspiring they're so simple but I don't think you realize they're so profound, actually. I'm sure you're going to touch hearts and minds for sure. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. That yeah. really means a lot to me. And I guess if I can just say that, yeah, a lot of the things that change us and change our lives are actually really simple things to do. It's often not difficult and small steps make big changes. So um, I really hope there was something in there that helped whoever you're whoever's listening today that there was something in there that touched you in some way so thank you so much and it's just been lovely to chat to you I could sit here all day with you I really enjoyed it thank you so much I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear encouraging a shift in your mindset boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.